Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Ramble. It's been all change in the Black Country over the last week, uh, which we will dive into. I am joined, as ever, by our resident Wolves fan, JB. JB, how are you? Good evening, fella. Um, yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, yeah, feeling good. I'm uh, a bit better. I think if we'd have done this podcast Monday night, uh, it would have been a, a slightly different story. But uh, I think it would have been a very different story if we'd done this I'm, podcast I'm, Monday night. Very, very different. But uh, it was a good call doing it tonight, mate. But yeah, I'm yeah. a good fella. I'm a good fella. Yeah, good fella. Nice. Martin Scorsese. Um, Boo. Yeah. And back by popular demand. Um, popular <laughs> demand. Ratings. Yeah, popular Those demand ratings. as in um, the fixture list has pitted Wolves one week and then Albion the next week against Villa. We have Kirko. Kirko, how are you? Oh, I'm very happy, mate. I'm very happy. Um, I was I was slightly happier on Monday, but still, yeah. Um, you know, in in good spirits. Yep. Um, of course, you are now facing the prospect this weekend of facing a billetless West Bromwich Albion. Um, mm. But we have the trump card that is. Big Sam Allardyce. Um, there, you, there you have it, guys. If you were listening to this podcast and you didn't already know that, I, I don't know why you listened to this podcast if you didn't already know that. Uh, but secondly, sorry for breaking it to you like that. Um, but yeah, the big news this week on the Black Country is um, Slavin Bilic is gone. And I'm not happy about it. Um, Sam Allardyce is in and I am apathetic towards it. Okay, thanks for listening this week, guys. Uh, that was the Black Country Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh, I, t- I tell you what, guys, honestly, on a serious note, if, you, if, if this podcast was a video recording, if you could see how rock bottom Kieran <laughs> looks right now and how distraught <laughs> he, he looks, he's got a fate, honestly, bless him. He, he can put a facade on. He, you know what I mean? He's got a voice for radio right now because his face tells a vastly <laughs> different story. Trust me. <laughs> um, anyway, right, go go ahead, grill me, get it done, take the piss. Go. <laughs> just, I, I just want to know. I, I just want to know why, really. Um. Right. So we'd won one game in seventeen. We are massively overperforming our expected points for the season. Sam Johnston has kept us in game after game after game. Um, And there is, and I wrote this, uh, if anybody of an Albion persuasion um, wants to, for whatever reason, um, see my thoughts in written form, uh, I run a blog called Full Throstle. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, It's very good. That was very kind from Wolves fan. Um, One of the things I wrote this week was, there is a rationale to sack a manager when you are 19th, with seven points from 13 games. You know, there's a rationale for that. There is no rationale for appointing, for all but appointing a replacement while you allow a man who's given so much to the club in 18 short months to essentially walk into the Etihad like a lamb to slaughter because that's what yeah, they did. They expected, yeah. yeah, they expected a loss. They expected a drubbing. And Slavin Bilic basically has given this parting gift to the fans of this one all draw and the fans adored him. And if he's given a parting gift to the fans, he's given a parting fuck you to the board who do not deserve the point that it yielded. They frankly, they have done him dirty to use, to use the parlance of our times. Like I am stunned at the way they've treated him, not stunned. They've sacked him. That's different. I'm stunned at the way it happened. Yeah. Mm. I think, I think the fact the story, I think the fact the story broke, 
during the game. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, whether it was the only, uh, essentially broke during the game. Yeah. That 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 would have said, listen, if 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 high up upper end journalists broke that story during the game, Slav knew, and that to me stinks. Yeah, so absolutely stinks. Yeah, I you know. I can't couldn't agree more. The way the story broke, and this obviously this isn't information I've obtained myself. This is Joe Massey at the Express and Star, who's a brilliant journalist. Um, he he basically has said that one of the agents of a candidate who was interviewed in a basically in a spat of sparrow grapes um, leaked the story. Because their candidate didn't get it. Um, Now, is it acting in good faith to interview for a post you've not yet vacated? Yeah. For me, no. I mean, football moves fast. I can understand why people do it. For me, that that stinks anyway. But this isn't the club putting out a press release to try and usurp Slavin Bilic. That's not how it went down. It was an agent of a candidate who felt he was wronged. Trying to trying to pull the rug from from the move basically, um, and like I said, the board do not deserve the point that Slavin Bilic left with, um, and I hope we stay up by one point, and Slavin Bilic can toast a glass, knowing that it was that unlikely point of the Etihad that did it. But yeah, that, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, it's a, really, it's a bit yeah. of a weird one, isn't it? it yeah, it reminds like I said last week, Albion reminded me a lot of Villa last year, and. Um, a lot of people were calling for Smith's head last year. Um, mm-hmm. Fans, pundits. Um, but I think just if you stick with that person, clearly, clearly, well, to me anyway, the the players were playing for Billich. But there were, yeah. there was no kind of, you know, there was definitely fight there. Um, you could tell that the way the, you know, the way they played at the Etihad and where they played in previous games. But yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to affect your squad now moving forward. I know, I know. On on. On the flip side, I, I'm going to come in and just not that I agree with. I'm going to come in a slightly different, just just a slightly different angle, and then kind of maybe try and pick at it from 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 from, from a different angle. Sam Allardyce gets the job done wherever he goes. He hasn't got a relegation on his CV. He's often brought in this situation where teams are floundering and struggling and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and he and he will and he will hundred percent of the time get them to survive. That 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 is. Bar the Bolton speller thing, obviously the I know he said the odd the odd spells here and there at clubs that haven't quite worked out, but that is almost by nature what Sam Allardyce does. He hasn't got relegation on his CV, so I can kind of understand the logic behind it. I just think that could is Sam Allardyce going to do something different with that group of players? Because I buy often often Sam Allardyce will go into a club with a very decent set of players. Like a talent, mm. an, an underachieving squad. Yeah, and he will often go in, rejuvenate them, give them the Sam Allardyce treatment, you know, you schlag, and all that sort of stuff, you know. <laughs> and and then and then and then he'll rejuvenate them and get them back up. Whereas Billich has been getting those players to overperform on a shoestring budget. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and can Sam Allardyce go in and give it his usual kind of? I don't know what the, what the word is. Maybe Kieran's better at words and make him, you know, that Sam Allardyce sort of, sort of, sort of thing. 
And the old, the old razzle dazzle. The old razzle dazzle <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 and there'd be a different outcome to what Billich had them playing. Is this move actually going to piss off half the squad? One of the um, Albion journalists I've seen on, on Twitter, he did a, um, I don't know which one, I don't know if it's Massey or the other one. Um, they did a little breakdown and it, on his opinion on who he thought the Allardyce appointment will. Certain players that it will improve their performances, um, might, might, some of the performances might drop off and then he was unsure on others. And it looked to me, you know, obviously that, that isn't concrete. That's just his opinion based on following Albion. But like, it seemed to me, is it going to make a difference? I, I, I don't know. It, it's very, very strange to me. Yeah. Very strange to me. Um, it could be a masterstroke. You know, it could come in and, and it could rejuvenate them and then get a result on, on is it Saturday, Sunday? You play each other? Sunday, uh, Sunday yeah. Sunday, you know. And, and it could be an absolute masterstroke. And then we could sit here in May and go, bloody hell, it was a great call. But yeah. at the moment, as Kieran is doing it, he's a head scratcher. It really, yeah. really is. You, you, you know, yeah. and I feel, I feel for Billy. I really do, because like I said, we, we've sat here on this podcast. We spoke about the budget. We've spoke about the players at his disposal, and and fair play. You know, Al, you know, Albion have been overperforming in terms of performances and, and and things like that in recent weeks. Obviously, but by the Crystal Palace game, and you know, to go out on Wednesday night. Granted, it was a Sam Johnston absolute super show, by the way. You know, yeah, yeah, it was. It, it, water's it, wet here, and grass is green. Here I am. I called it weeks and weeks ago. Here I am. And, and you know, it was a Sam Johnston super show, but ultimately, it was a grafting. We are fighting for this till the very fucking end, and we're going to walk out of this stadium with a point on our fucking sword. And they did, mm. you know, and and I, what did, did, did the players know? You know, were they doing it? Were they doing it to prove a point? I really don't know. It just poses so many questions for me. Um, time will tell. T- time will tell. You know, let's be honest with you. It's he's getting his teeth straight into the bloody meat, isn't he? Because December, it's relentless in it. Between now and January the yeah fourth, fifth, it's relentless. Mm, really so is, yeah. time, time will tell. Absolutely. Um, it, I mean, it couldn't get much, much bigger than starting with uh, wow. a game wow. against the Villa. I think Roy <laughs> Hodgson started with a game against the Villa as well, and then Wolves, I think. Uh, I'm not too sure on that, but he definitely played Wolves early on and Carlos Vela scored. That might have been Roy Hodgson's yes, first game, um, actually. Um, I remember that. I remember that yeah. very well. Either, either yeah. way, maybe it's a good omen. But the one thing I will say on Sam Allardyce is, well, a couple of things. One, he does have a, a reputation for being ultra negative and a bit of a dinosaur. And while there is truth in it that he is he's robust and he's safety first, he is not Tony Pulis and he is far more forward thinking than people give him credit for at times. He was at the forefront of the sports science revolution and Sam Allardyce is a very forward thinking coach. But is that always reflected in the way that his teams play? I don't know. Sometimes sometimes you have flair players and we've got a couple. You know, he might bring the best out of Diangana, Pereira, uh, Carlin Grant might start firing. We, we, we really don't know. It's a, it's a toss of a coin as to whether it's going to have a positive or negative impact on someone. Um, but Sam Allardyce has actually only been appointed at a team in the relegation zone and then kept them up once in the last decade. 
he hasn't been relegated. Oh, like, okay. This isn't to say he's bad at it, but I feel his reputation is sometimes mm, not accurate. Not even not accurate is a little bit. It's stretching the truth. It's just maybe exaggerated. The point is really hammered home. Palace weren't in the relegation zone when he took over there. Everton were mid-table and he finished mid-table. The only team in the last 10 years, um, you have to go back to Blackburn before this, but the only team in the last 10 years where he's actually gone in and they were in the relegation zone and they were really, really struggling and he's kept them up at Sunderland and he did a great job there. And I feel that Blackburn... And Sunderland, are sort, they've sort of given him this reputation, but he hasn't taken a relegation job as in someone who sat cast adrift I, or someone who's 19th I, since then. I don't think he's took mm. a job on with, with this. And, and again, I say this uh, with the grace, but I don't think he's took on a, with such, with such a, um, a poor squad in essence. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a championship you know, squad. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And I think that is a massive, mass. even Sunderland's, I mean, they were ma- with the players out on the books when he was there. They were massively underperforming, massively underperforming. The players out mm. there, they they just needed mm. someone to come in and give him a kick up the arse, and that's what he did in essence. But is he going to go in and is he is he going to, you know, work on each player's individual abilities? Is he going to mould into something completely different to what Billy has done? Is he going to create this team that are going to be able to sit back and counter and really frustrate teams that have ability to go on and win games? It, it, I. I don't know. It's it's it, it's my head's boggled. So God knows what yours is like. It's, 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 yeah, <laughs> it, you know it's, what I mean, I mean, it, it. There is no point sitting here and trying to predict how it's going to go. No, uh, until he's got games under the belt. Um, and we will get on to the Villa game a bit later. This wasn't supposed to be a Sam Allardyce deep dive, but it's difficult not to. I do um, know you've got to. Yeah, it's difficult not to when big news like that happens. Um, we are going to move on. We'll come back to Allardyce and we'll come back to the Villa game at the weekend later on. Um, but we spent a lot of time talking about Albion. Uh, JB, there yes, was a Wolves game at the weekend and we'll start yeah. there just because we have our glamorous assistant on again to talk us through it with what, you. What a game it was as well. Um, it was one of the worst football matches I've seen this season. That I, I text both of you and said the, the decision making was like playground football at times, and I don't mean yeah, Mike Dean. Shocking. I mean the players. Um, yeah, yeah. Although Mike Dean's decision making wasn't much better. Yeah, was it yeah. Mike Dean? It was Mike Dean. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of course yeah, it was. Yeah. Mike Dean. Of course it was. Of course um, it was. So my my take on that as as the neutral uh, couldn't really be less neutral, but I suppose it's it's a sort of neutral. Um, yeah. Is both teams deserve to lose. Um, I wish there was a scenario in which they both could have lost. Uh, yeah. but no, I, on a serious note, I thought Villa probably did edge it. Villa, Villa were marginally the better side. Um, but the way they got their goal <laughs> was not right. Uh, Potentis in a headlock on the halfway line um, by Tyro Mings. And then... Mike Dean's given a free kick to Villa and then it's yeah. a stonewall penalty. They've gone up and won this penalty. Yeah, course, yeah. Um, yeah. But the ball should never have been in the Wolves' half. Um, JB, I don't know how annoyed, shall we say, you would have been um, at half past I, I two. Saw, I, I saw it coming, to be honest with you. Listen, I, I disagree. I, I think Wolves edged it. I, th- I thought we created the better chances. Um, I, thought we should, I thought we should have been out of sight. Um, not in terms of it was a game where we created clear-cut chances every five minutes, but I thought the chances we had, we, 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 the game should have been 
not dead and buried in terms of four or five nil, but we should have we should have been leading the game, and then we should, then we should have used our sort of typical yeah. game management where we no, see where we see fair, those games yeah. out. So I, I believe we were marginally the better side, but ultimately that is absolutely pointless because what happened was, and I could see it coming when we didn't take our chances, and what disappointed me on Saturday. Up until 80 minutes, I thought we played okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't a classic. I read the script completely wrong. You two got it spot on. Um, and I think up to 80 minutes, we had the better chances. Um, and, but that means absolutely jack shit. And then when, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Louise got sent off. We had the opportunity to then kick on and do something with that advantage. But actually from the 80th minute, the only team that looked like getting the winner was Villa. And whether that was a combination mm. of Villa stepping it up or Wolves misreading the passage of play, possibly a combination of both, I don't know. But after 80 minutes, I literally sat there and I was like, I'm not comfortable here. And then, yes, listen, Mike Dean had, had, had a horror show. Listen, every time you've got Mike Dean in charge of you, you know it's going to be all about him. Listen, there's memes going around about the game Saturday where there's a bit of scuffle with him. Was it Adama and someone and Mike Dean standing there like and it, there's loads of memes going around already because it's the Mike Dean show yeah and Tyrone Mings was obviously very clever with the foul so obviously you know Pedence has, has obviously looked to get away from him um, and obviously been pretty much manhandled by Mings and, and Mings has been quite clever he's gone over Pedence looked to buy the foul uh, Mike Dean's brought it and then from that the resulting thing is Samado's give away the, the, the penalty it was a Stonewall penalty no complaints um, up to that point Samada actually been, been very very good I thought he'd pretty much marked Grealish out the game he'd done really well but ultimately after, 80, after the 80th minute Villa so 80th minute when, when uh, they'd gone down to 10 men Villa were the better side there was only one team that looked like winning um, and if you if you had only just tuned in you'd have thought Wolves were the team with 10 men so in essence a draw would have been a, been a, been a fair result I think but I can't complain the fact that Villa went on and, and pushed on for the last 15 minutes and, and ultimately they got what they deserved you know, in a way but yeah, disappointing, but you know, it's one of those. Yeah, Kirko. and Kirko, what do you reckon? I were you a happy man at half past two on Saturday afternoon? <laughs> I was I was very happy. There's a few texts going around, put it that way. Um to, to a few imagine. of my wall friends. Uh, I think JB received one or two as well. Um but in, in capital think... letters. <laughs> <laughs> we won't we won't go into what that said. Um no. I, I I think we I, I agree. Pretty much with what JB said, I think I I I had an edge towards more Villa than mm. the Wolves. Obviously, a bit biased, but um, naturally, yeah, they, they, they had some really good chances. Wolves did the the Dendonka chance that Martinez kind of I don't know how he saved it, um, but kind of that that's what he's there for. He's there to to make those saves, and that's what that's why we bought him. Um, and other than that, I can't really think of. A real chance that that either team had. It is a is a game pretty much just just full of half chances. That it's really scrappy. It, no one really. I, I thought that was a perfect game for Grealish to take the game by the, the scruff of the neck and go. You know, this is why I'm the man, kind of thing. Um, but like Jack said, it Samado had an, an absolute cracker against him. Um, didn't didn't really make many mistakes, if any, apart from the opposite penalty. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I think personally, Tyrone Mings is you know he's sort of six four, six five. Um, he's a hundred percent been fouled by the the five foot three Podence. 
Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't say you can yeah. see it any other way, really. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a few points and, there. And that parked car, that parked car reversed into Jack Grealish. <laughs> so there you have it. It, it. it did. I'm glad you've seen the video because I, I couldn't believe it myself. Um, so it's... just just back on Jack Grealish, yeah, it wasn't his best game, um, but he did get three points on the pitch and plenty of points off it too, so... Big weekend for Jack Grealish. <laughs> Win-win all round. Win-win all round. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think oh, that's probably um, enough on Villa and Wolves because there has been a round yeah. of games since. Um, we yep. sort of touched on Albion earlier. It was a resolute performance. Um, bit of a parting gift to the fans to get in a point for Billich. Um, and it was a back-to-the-wall job. Sam Johnson did very well. And I think we've covered it. That's it. I'm happy it to draw amazing, a line yeah. after that, yeah. Um, but Wolves... Um, sort of been lost in the first half an hour of this podcast. Wolves pulled some result out of the bag against Chelsea. Yeah, mate, it was it was a fabulous performance from start to finish. Um, I'll be honest with you, I, I text Kirko. I, I mean, you didn't speak actually, did, did we Tuesday night kiss? But um, I was texting Kirko, and 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 to be fair, a lot of the Villa fans actually. I, I've obviously we've got me and Kirko are sort of a very similar group of friends. And we were all sort of chatting, sort of via messages and Twitter. And a lot, a lot of people were saying, I can see Wolves getting something. I don't know though I had that sort of nervous feeling because of what had happened at the weekend. And naturally, when you've had a bit of a a bit of a, a bad couple of weeks, obviously with Liverpool and then the Villa, you're sort of naturally on a bit of a downer, aren't you? But um, it was a fabulous performance. From start to finish, I thought we were the better side. Never really felt in danger with, with Chelsea. I mean, I looked at Chelsea's side and I thought, whoa. There's some side here, you know. There's some side, yeah. and even and 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 it was just one of a bit like Arsenal, you know. It was one of them games where I thought I can walk out the room here and get a drink or do something. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel under any pressure. Um, I thought we were very, very good. We had chances. Neves was outstanding. He was back to his best. He was pinging balls all over the place. He looked absolute mustard. Um, the, I mean, listen. It's obvious to say, but Neto and Pedence, they're a problem. Them two are a problem. They're serious players, Neto and Pedence. Um, and it's great to have them, you know, really good. I thought Fabio Silva did excellent. I thought he did really well in, in, his, in his 60, 60 minutes or so. Um, mm. Traore was awful when he came on. Absolutely awful. I'd cash in now. Uh, cash in now. If we can Honestly? Bring third... Traore, absolutely. Listen, like the geese, there's an outlet, but I'll tell you what, if we can get the money they were talking about in the summer, cash in. Uh, yeah, 100%, I, thought, I, I agree with I, thought, that. I, thought, I thought he was awful when he come on. I thought he was absolutely awful. And you can't judge... Listen, Trey has been great for us in, in fits and spells. He's been, and he, 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 his statistics last year were unbelievable. But if we can get the money for him, cash in. But that's, that's a conversation that another day. We are, I know we are tight on time. But it was, it was a fully deserved victory. I thought every player played the part. It was We looked far more comfortable with the back three again. Um, oh, for sure. And, yeah. And, and and listen, you know, Marcel, by the way, the the, the left back, one and a half million from Leon. What a snip. But, uh, yeah, what a finish from Neto, by the way. Um, he, he's a player. He, he's yeah, a player. Yeah, but, yeah, re- well really, really happy. Um, it, it, it sort of put to bed the Villa result a little bit. Sort of, when I say put to bed, I mean, allowed us to move on and feel a little bit better about ourselves. So, yeah, I was really happy with that. Really happy with the result. Um, yeah. And the performance. the... Um... Sorry, who, who was the the young lad that you brought on the the US national team? I can't Th- thank thank you, Kirko. I can't believe I forgot that. Otisawi. So he's been uh, part of the group for a long while. Again, come to the ranks. Absolutely. I don't know if either of you saw the sort of Joe profile picture up on 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 Twitter. 
what a unit he is yeah he's, he's not he's not he's 19 he's unbelievable but i thought he was uh, he, he's been he's one of them players we know when they get touted around the, the, the youth mm. ranks and he's been hovering around the first team but he came on and he did an amazing job i think one assist four key interceptions x amount of passes one one x amount of jewels big big lad did really well I think we could see a lot more of him going forward. I thought, you can't judge him based on the 45 minutes because I'll be honest with you, this time last year, we played Chelsea, which turned our season around. That's my sort of hope with this result. Um, and Morgan Gibbs-White came on at half-time, had a 45-minute cameo, match of the day, <laughs> Gary Lineker, Ian Roy were absolutely raving at Morgan Gibbs-White, giving him the absolute Billy Big Licks about how he's going to be the next big thing. And now he's been bombed up to Swansea on loan and he can barely get in their team. Um, so I always take it all with a pinch of salt, but he was very, very good when he came on. He's a good outlet. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm a lot more positive, like I said. I am a lot more positive today than what I would have been if we'd have done this on Monday evening. Um, mm. So yeah, happy, happy, gents. Very, very happy. Absolutely. Um, just for time this week, guys, we are going to skip over the Black Country uh, 21st Century 11. Um, and it will be nice to do the central midfielders together next week. So that is what we're going to do. Uh, Jack and I are going to go away and prepare a central midfielder um, battle, well, two central midfielder battles. Yeah, parents, um, and yeah. we'll put them both. Yeah, we'll put them both up uh, and you guys can vote on those. Um, but there is the small matter of another West Midlands derby to sing to sink our teeth into. Um, Kirko, as the guest, um, I'm going to start by asking you a question and letting you take the floor. Would you rather have played Slaven Bilic's Aston uh, Villa, Slaven Bilic's West Bromwich Albion, <laughs> or Sam Allardyce's West Bromwich Albion? Um, I'd, I'd say Sam Allardyce, purely on the basis of he's only got a few days to get in there, see the squad, see what he's working with try and find out his best players best formation best um, like attacking threats corner routine you know stuff like that uh, whereas Village kind of had all that already he, you know he knew his best 11 he knew his starting 11 he knew where you know players it strengths didn't always look like it but... well yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> but I think I think as, uh, with Village as well they had almost that kind of fight for him mm-hmm. and that they you know sometimes you look in that they'd run through walls for him really yeah and I don't know I don't know how they're going to react to him just being cast away to the side uh, you know under their noses so to speak especially after the game and the performance they, they had on Tuesday was it Tuesday Wednesday yeah Tuesday um, yeah. at the Etihad yeah. I am you know I'd say I'm quietly confident but every time we seem to play recently, it ends up in, in like a bit of a really yeah. grotty game. It's weird because it's actually a far more interesting rivalry than Albion against Wolves. Like we win every time we play Wolves. So it's nice to play <laughs> someone like Villa where it's a bit of a, a lottery. Sometimes we win, sometimes Villa win. Um, you know, sometimes you just have that dominance over your rival and they've never won at your home ground in your lifetime. But... I'm sure, JB, you don't know what that feels like. <laughs> mate, mate, yeah. I can't help being old and you can't help being young. Do you know what I mean? It is. I've still, I've still got nearly you and a Robert's quarter of a century. Two, I've still got you and Robert's toothless smile running through you in the airplane, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can still remember that. I'm happy with that. <laughs> uh, 
sorry, that was a, an unnecessary jibe, but I make Lower no real apology Lower for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, no, Kirko, that is that is bang on. It, it always seems to throw up strange games, um, so, often quite cagey. Um, mm. There was, there is um, the potential for it to get feisty. It is, it is a bona fide derby. It is more of a derby than Wolves Villa. I feel 100%, I yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah, I'm glad. I'm Wolves, not... Wolves, Wolves Villa isn't even a dot. Listen, yeah, agreed. The, Wolves, the, yeah. the Wolves Villa thing, quick, I'll, I'll be dead quick and, and then I'll jump back out at you to do your thing. The Wolves Villa thing came about because of obviously when, when Villa got relegated, Wolves got taken over by Fosun. And there was that little bit of needle about with Steve Bruce. And there was a lot of stuff, you know, and obviously Wolves getting Nuno. And I think Villa fans thought they were yeah. going to run away the league and blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of neat... It's almost been like a creative rivalry, really. I mean, I, remember, has, working, yeah. Yeah. I remember working for Wolves. Uh, when I worked for Wolves, I remember having far more passion and anger and sort of um, feelings around playing blues. I used to... When we, when we were in the building playing blues, I used to love it because I hated them. I hated Cameron Brady. I hated the stadium. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, it was Wolves blues was naughty. Do you know what I mean? Um, Wolves Villa was a bit like, oh, you know, sort of whatever, like they're, they're better than us. They'll probably beat us. It's not a big deal. It has been sort of a fictional sort of rather created since 2017, but I think that's now going to fizzle out based on where we're at as clubs. Um, yeah, 100%, without yeah. being back, without him being back in the mix. But for me, yeah, like I said, I've always felt more sort of passion and vitriol towards blues sort of thing. Yeah. Um, until recent years but yeah anyway I'll dive yeah. back down at you to carry on no no thanks for that Um, because that sort of isn't how it is with Albion and Villa obviously we both have bigger rivals Um, there is well Villa obviously yes. their biggest rivals are Blues there is a genuine conversation among Albion fans as to who our biggest rivals are Um, and I'm not just saying that um, to wind you up Jack in the sense that oh you know it doesn't matter to no no us. Um, but there is genuinely this thing where some people consider Villa to be the big derby. And there'll be people listening to this who are say, sitting there thinking, yeah, obviously. And there'll be people sitting here thinking, no, our main derby is Wolves. Like, it, yeah. it really is like that, that with, with us. They're both massive, massive games. Um, obviously, Kirko, you have the big derby with Blues. Um, but it, that, mm. that sort of isn't really a level playing field or it hasn't been for a very long time. Um, yeah, it, for, for many years that hasn't. Um, yeah. Probably about the same as your Wolves, I guess. Yeah, um, obviously, <laughs> I'm getting all these jibes in before we Wolves <laughs> this season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, who knows? Allardyce might have got us playing make, make, make some gorgeous make, stuff make, by make January when we play. Um, anyway, anyway, um, it's really difficult to predict how this game is going to go. We've got a new manager in. Villa are a little bit Jekyll and Hyde. Villa throw in great performances and then don't turn up other weeks. Um, but I would say Villa, Villa generally are, are one of one of the most settled sides in the league. I mean, there's a lot of sides really struggling for form or really overperforming. Villa are sort of on a plane that you'd expect them to stay on um, already. That I don't know, they're picking up points against teams that they should be and picking up points against teams that shouldn't be and then yeah. dropping points to either both of those groups as well. I just feel like Villa mm-hmm. are sort of in this plodding along rhythm and it's it's not really a good time to play them because they're just settled, they're comfortable, they're, they've gotten rid of any dark clouds hanging over from the back end of last season and they're just 
they're just a dangerous outfit with because they look like they're having fun every time they play. There's no pressure on Villa anymore. Yeah, I think that's a key thing. You know, um, we, we brought Shakespeare in um, in the backroom staff, and he's he's uh, he has such an impact on how we play and how we set up, um, and and how you've got Barkley in there now. Like I said last week, takes the pressure away from Grealish, uh, Watkins. You know, they all look like they're just on a football pitch with all the mates, having a laugh, having fun, um, and we, you know, we we lose games, we win games, but that's that's football. And like you said, yeah. you just look settled with how we play, how we set up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so yeah, it, think, it, it's bit, key. Yeah, definitely. And it's a bit difficult to know which Villa will turn up, but you know it will be a competent Villa because they've been competent. They've been solid every week. It might not be the 7-2 against Liverpool kind of Villa, but it, it <laughs> you know, it could be the, the Villa that ground out a result last weekend. Um, whereas with Albion, we have no idea what kind of Albion are going to turn up. We've got absolutely no idea because it's a new manager. We don't know who's going to play. We don't know who he's going to like. We don't know what they've had time to do on the training ground, like you said yourself, Kirko. Um, but having said that, I'm going to put my blind optimism um, Albion bias glasses on and predict um, a 2-1 win for Albion and I think oh, we will score wow. I think we'll score from a set piece and I think we'll score from a set piece because quite often when a new manager comes in they don't have time to do everything they want to do but they make time for set pieces and I think uh, especially Allardyce Exactly, yeah. And I think that might be an avenue towards goal. So I'm going to say we'll score from a set piece um, and I'm going to go 2-1 with hopeless optimism um, or rather hopeful optimism um, or hopelessly hopeful optimism. There you go. Uh, Kirko, I am not expecting the same prediction from you. Um, Hit us, what do you think? Um, I just want to know, first of all, have have you scored two in a game this season? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I honestly can't remember you scored, scoring more than yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, we scored two against Everton. We scored three against Chelsea. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, also, so I think it is, again, it's going to be a cagey game. I think whenever we play you, it's you kind of drag us down to your level. Um, I'll say that in the nicest way possible, of course. Oh, it came um, across but... lovely, Kirko, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well received. <laughs> You can't, you kind of, you know, and especially with Allardyce. That, that, now, think, how can gonna... you say we drag you down to our level? <laughs> I, I know, I that, know um... you're fishing for a bite there, but you've absolutely <laughs> yeah, got I feel it. I've that... got it, really. Oh, my yeah. composure's gone. That's absolutely <laughs> thrown me. Um, I do, I do accept that Jay Rodriguez punching the ball over the line is a little bit of a, a low level to stoop to. Um, and maybe if we drag you to that level, it's fair enough. Um, you know, we, we, sorry, Kurt, carry on. We've had some, we've had some battles. Is I think what you're trying to say. Um, yeah, I think I think we had that the game. We, we played you twice in the week, didn't we? Uh, and then I think the last time we played you was the semi-final of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and that, again, that was really, really cagey, cagey really, yeah. you know, really tense atmosphere. We finished I think that since game. Then, Sorry, Kirk, yeah, you, you, you know, you, no, you finished it really well, actually. I thought. Yeah, we, we um, played well in the second leg, but finished with um, Hal Robson Carnage suspended from Derby, Dwight Gale yeah. suspended for 
the second leg, wasn't it? Against yeah, them? yeah, yeah. For, for a second yellow, which wasn't a second yellow. Uh, Jay Rodriguez was dead on his feet, so we had to bring Jonathan Lacco on, and we had no penalty takers left. Um, yeah. And that that's yeah. that is the fine margin that Villa got through on. Not not to say they shouldn't have done it because you win a penalty shootout, you win a penalty shootout. It's a it's a toss of a coin, but like it yeah. was so fine. And you look at the trage- trajectory that Villa have been on since then. Um, what a what an interesting turn of events. I was there that night and it really, really was like something that will live in the memory for a long time. It was a special atmosphere. Obviously, it's going to be special at a playoff semi-final against your local mm-hmm. rivals, but it really was like this visceral experience. And I don't think I've been as gutted at football as an adult. Um, other than that, that that really, really ground me down. I was in a bad mood for a few days after that. Um, but then we yeah, appointed think, Bilic um, and the clouds cleared, and then now we've sacked Bilic and the clouds are back. <laughs> um, I think we're. I think if you look at the both teams as well, since that last time we played, we've kind of like kicked on a little bit. Yeah. Um, our recruitment's gone up a notch. <clears throat> the style of play and everything has, has continued to get better. Um, and obviously, you, you've come up deservedly so, um, and you've you are now in this kind of transition period now. I think of what happens next. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, think, I, I, think that's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's key, really. Um, now, we, <clears throat> we've touched on Allardyce before, but I think, you know, what happens in these next two, three months is kind of key to what you're going to be as a club for the next four or five years. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kirko, I know you've got to go. Um, thank you ever so much for all your thoughts. Um, Jack, we'll just carry on for two minutes and wrap up. Kirk, hang on, hang on. Kirk, Kirk, what's your prediction? Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't give it, did I? Um, I, was, no, no. I was going to ask for it just before you left. Um, but oh, sorry. I had sorry the, the rug pulled under my <laughs> yeah, showman's face. Yeah. Hasty, hasty. Yeah. Uh, uh, go on, Kirko. I will, I'm going to go for two or three nil Villa. Um, I think Barker's back the weekend. Uh, Louise is back from suspension. Uh, Cash is back from suspension. I think we're going to have a little bit too much. That's so jammy, that is, by the way, that Herrera's <laughs> done nothing and he's out for the three games. And Louise should have had a straight red rather than a Louise yellow. should have had a straight red, yeah. Yeah. We're anyway, not a bite out of me this time, mate. Anyway, um, just straight red. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll text, red. text you on Sunday afternoon. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> smug as anything, um, and I'll be firmly Allardyce in by that point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Kirko, thank you so much for coming on again. We will see you Thanks, in Kirko. the new year when Wolves play Villa next, I think, and then obviously Albion play Villa in the spring. That, sound, that sounds awesome, guys. Thank you. Brilliant. No, thank thanks, you, Kirko. Kirko. See you soon, mate. See you, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. So, JB, um, we are... Pressed for time. I know we still we still want to keep pushing through, yep. but it would be ever ever so rude of me not to ask your opinion on um, Wolves against Burnley on Monday night. Villa are currently playing Burnley, and I think is that finished nil nil. It's. I'm just looking on my phone. It's at the moment. It's nil nil. It's about a minute left. By the looks yeah. of it, obviously it's been it's been difficult. To, I haven't watched it because we've been doing the podcast, but it looks like yeah. it's been all Villa um, and Burnley. Typically, have been very resolute. And held firm um, on Villa uh, Albion. Um, I am actually. I'm going to obviously because now we've got our little sort of prediction league going. Yeah. Um, 
I think you'll be shot by this, but I'm going with you. I think you will win two one. Um, oh, why have you waited till Kirk has gone to say that? He would his head would have exploded. Yeah, you, 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 you didn't ask me. You didn't give me the opportunity. You didn't give me the opportunity. That is my but, mistake. Uh, yeah, I, I, I listened to Kirko's argument just and thought, you know what? Yeah, Louise is back, Matty Cash is back, Grealish is back. I thought bloody hell on paper, they're gonna have too much. Far too much. But I've got to go with my gut instinct and I'm I'm not saying it's going to be the. Def- I'm not saying you're going to kick on and stay up or what. I don't really know. Listen, I think the some of those appointments is one that is going to literally. It, it's going to be literally. People use the term "toss of a coin" all the time, but I think this is literally a toss of the coin appointment, yeah. and it, it could be magic, it could be a nightmare. Who knows? Listen, we will discuss this throughout the rest of the season. But in terms of Sunday, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go. Uh, uh, my gut instinct tells me that you, you're going to win two one. Um, so yeah, I'll stick my neck out a little bit and I'm going to go 2-1 and I'm sure Kirko will listen back in the morning or tonight whenever this is released and I will get a text message off him. But um, I'll be livid. It's going to be great. He will be, he will be livid. Love you, Kirko. But yeah, it's just, like I say, on paper, Villa should have far too much as Man City should have had far too much. But yeah. I just think new manager, Sam Allardyce, a lot of controversy, there's just something in the water. So I'm going to go 2-1 Albion. Yeah, I think my thinking's pretty much the same. It is not founded on any kind of logic other than yeah. this sometimes happens. And that's yes. this sometimes yeah, that's... happens and I'm going to be hopelessly optimistic. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Wolves play on Monday and they play yes, Burnley. Um, this is a Burnley side who are currently sitting 17th with this result tonight. That takes them out of the bottom three and it puts them because um, that game has just finished by the way to yes. anyone who's wondering what when we're recording this. That game is two minutes ago. The final was just gone. Burnley got their point which means we are now three points adrift of 17th. So it is actually a very big game for Albion at the weekend. Um, see, yeah. But Wolves play them on Monday. Jack, how are you seeing this one? I'll be honest with you, mate. I hate playing Burnley. When I was talking to Kirko earlier and I said, of all the teams in the league, I hate playing Burnley. We just never seem to get a result against them. Even last year when in, when we came back in lockdown, when we were at that at that point, we were, ch- we, were we were chasing the fourth um, and we were only a couple of points of fourth and actually fourth was in our hands at one point. Um, granted, the results would have to have gone our Jimenez way. Jimenez scored uh, a great and goal Jimenez in that game, scored an unbelievable yeah, goal, half volley outside the box, 70-something minute. We would have gone fourth and we, hindsight's a wonderful thing, who knows, etc., etc. And then there was that really disputed position where the ball's been lofted in. Doherty's kind of led, with, he hasn't led with his hand. Chris Wood's gone up to an overhead kick. Doherty's kind of gone like that to protect his, his it, face yeah. from the red And kick. he lent into the hand. ball, didn't he? Yeah, yeah et cetera, et cetera. The Burnley have just got this thing, um, a bit like what they've done to Villa today, by the looks of it, looking at the stats and the commentary that we've just done while we've been on, on, on the podcast, Villa have been the dominant team, 20-odd shots, I think nearly 30 shots, something, 60% possession, and they've kind of ground it out. Not going to be pretty. I don't enjoy playing Burnley. I'm not particularly looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to go one all. Um, if we get three points, I will be really, really happy, which I know 
sounds kind of probably over dramatic in terms of playing a team in the bottom three. And, and obviously we're trying to kick on and do something more. But just it's one of those games, mate, where I just, you know, it's sort of stereotypical, isn't it? You know, big, sort of solid Burnley. You've got yeah. Fabio, Fabio Silva trying to lead the line. Though, again, I'll give him his credit. I thought he was good against Villa. I thought he was good against Arsenal. I thought he was good against Chelsea. Um, and he's learning all the time. Um, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to go one all. And anything beyond that will be a bonus. But it wouldn't surprise me if he went the other way, mate. So, yeah, sorry to sit on the fence. I know it's I know it's not great. But uh, I, think, I, think I'll, I think I'll go one all on, on Monday night, buddy. Yeah, so... You're gonna laugh, but I I think that I'm thinking the same. Um, yeah, I I think if anyone's gonna shade it, it'll be Wolves. I don't think Burnley have the firepower to to outscore Wolves. Um, I think that, like you said earlier, Neto and Pedence are so dangerous, and Burnley yeah, will be resolute. They'll be difficult. Um, they will be hard to break down. Yeah, but. I think Wolves will have a little bit too much to. Just um, for Burnley to keep a clean sheet, uh, yeah. but I, I feel Wolves have conceded some some in strange games this season. Yeah, like they are we conceding have. goals a little Very bit more un- regularly in last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I, obviously they had the, the switch of systems, which is a, a mitigating circumstance. But it, I, I think it'll be one all as well. I think I think both teams will score, and I think it'll finish one all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that, mate. Like I said, I think anything, anything above and beyond that. I mean, I mean, to, to take three points into the festive period because, you know, on the twenty, I mean, the twenty, we, we've got two games in less than forty-eight hours: Tottenham and Man United. Um, less than four. I mean, there was a, this is a bone of contention earlier on in the season when the scheduling was released. Um, Man United were given nearly three days off in between Boxing Day and, and, and the game with us. We were pitted on the 27th, a last-minute kickoff at eight o'clock, and then we've got a game against Man United less than 48 hours later, mm. um, which happened this time last year as well. Um, yeah, I, remember, thing, I remember that. It happened, seems yeah. to be a thing with Wolves. And you beat fixtures, Man City, which, didn't you? With, that, right? uh, I think was, was it Man City three-two? Yes, it was. Of course, year, it was. Yeah. Yes, because Doc scored that the last-minute goal. Um, mm. It would be it would be like Wolves to go and lose to to, to Burnley and then go and beat Spurs and Man United. <laughs> that would be that would be very Wolves esque. I'm not saying actually, that will happen, yeah. but to go if we can take three points on Monday and take that into those two really difficult fixtures in less than 48 hours would be amazing. But yeah. like I said, I think I think realistically, I think I think I think it will be a, a, a one or draw. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jack, thank you as ever. It has been a little bit of a rush this evening, but such yeah, is no life. Problem. We had a lot of content to get in um, yeah. in a very, very busy week in the Black Country. Two games and a managerial departure, followed by a managerial appointment. But I hope yeah. we've we've sort of covered um, things my maybe superficially but i hope we've covered it there's plenty more to say on allardyce i've got a lot of thoughts on that but we will get those to you as the weeks go on as they begin to form as they begin to take shape essentially um as ever guys if you are listening uh, and you've gotten to this stage in the podcast thank you um thank you very much yeah, and finally, if you have enjoyed the podcast, uh, could you give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts? That would be fantastic. Um, or wherever you get the, your podcasts, if there's a, if there's a, uh, if it's possible to rate. Um, yeah, just that would do us a massive, massive favour. Um, Absolutely. You know, share the podcast, tell people. Um, we know it's niche, but um, they might they might enjoy it. Listen. Um, 
yes, we've got we're, we're getting we're getting a lot of feedback at the moment. What I'm saying is going to say a lot. It's a lot in our minds. But I'm, I'm, we're getting a lot of feedback from particularly neutral fans at the moment. A lot of them are yeah, we friends are of ours. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've, I've got a, a good friend, Liam Mullen. Shout out for Liam for listening. He's a Stoke fan who listens religiously every week. We've a good friend of mine, Man United fan, who, who, who jumped on the hype train last week and tweeted a very positive um, tweet calling us Badil and Skinner. He did, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I took that to heart. It was lovely, yeah. that was. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, and I think the more, the you know, I think a lot of sort of not necessarily Wolves and Albion fans are listening to this and they're really enjoying the content, the humour, the way we were sort of trying to portray this podcast. So, yeah, so just spread the word, get involved. You know, a, a like and a retweet really goes the, a long way. Um, and as I say, every single week, any sort of feedback, please give it us because we just want to learn grow and basically you know just just enjoy enjoy the experience absolutely echo those sentiments jb thank you as ever and anybody Thanks, listening Steve. thank you i'll see you next week jb um, good evening have and a good, good night, week mate. guys merry christmas bye-bye merry christmas <laughs>